Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. I am your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for almost 20 years, and I've learned a thing or two along the way. Here's what I know. This podcast is for you, average dental assistant who wants to up their game to rockstar status. We are banding together to do better and be better, so get ready to catch some pearls. All right, guys, this week on DA Rockstars, I want to talk about the little details that take you from average dental assistant to rockstar dental assistant. These are, you know how they say the devil is in the details? There couldn't be a truer statement for dental assisting. Uh, there's, there's the ways that some of us do it. There's the ways that others have evolved um, to improve the way they do it. And I thought I'd just go over a little bit of the details about, you know, what are they doing different? Okay, guys, here's where we start. In the waiting room. So you go up to get your patient. Uh, Let's say these people have only been in for a comp exam and uh, now they need restorative work and you've never got the opportunity to meet them. By the way, I go out of my way every time I see a comp exam on the schedule uh, to come out of my operatory as they're getting ready to check out and tell that patient, welcome to the family, because I think it's important just, you know, a familiar face at some point, Uh, because, you know, let's face it, most likely the stressful part of their appointment isn't in the hygiene room. (laughs) It's when they come back to restorative. Uh, But anyways, I digress. So you go to the waiting room, you walk out to the waiting room, you look at the, you know, say there's three people there. You say, okay, John, it's, it's your turn. Come on down. And then as they walk towards you, if you have not met that patient yet, go out of your way to shake their hand. Okay. I'm telling you guys, this works. It sets a precedent. You say, Hey, Bill, you know, I, ha- I didn't get a chance to meet you last time. I understand you're, you're here again. And I'm so happy I get to be your girl today. Um, and then, you know, my name is so-and-so. It just gives them the ability to meet you on a personal level outside of that operatory before you even get back so that you set a tone, <laughs> if you will. And so when you're walking them back to the operatory, remember, guys, don't walk in front of your patient. Walk beside them. Here's what happens. When you walk in front of them, you take their control away. You make them feel, you know, in less control. And believe you me... <laughs> Being at the dentist is all about not being in control for the patient, but it's up to you to try and, you know, help bring them down, get them out of their head, walk with them, talk about the weather, talk about their families. Uh, And then, you know, I always dress up like, okay, looks like you're in room three today. Wow, that's our VIP room. That's great. So as we walk to the operatory together, I say, oh, hey, big chairs yours. Looks like you didn't get double booked, so you don't have to sit on anybody's lap. Now we're in the operatory. I make sure the patient is as comfortable as possible on the chair. That means adjusting the headrest, adjusting the neck rest, uh, making sure that if they want to take their shoes off, go for it. Dude, get comfortable. You're going to be here a little while. Let's say we're doing same day crown. Um, so I've got to scan and design. So there's going to be a little bit of downtime. I want you to be comfortable. Then I grab my blood pressure. I update my health history. Confirm my treatment, make sure my radiographs are up with my IOCs, my carry view. Everything is spot on, ready to go. And then, here, wait for it, you ready? I offer my in-flight amenities. (laughs) 
you guys can totally use it. It works. Uh, you know, my office, we're very specific about customer service. And as far as patient comfort goes, we have a lot of amenities. Um, we offer weighted blankets. We, uh, they can watch Netflix or Pandora, um, you know, get them out of their headspace, at least take them to a good place while we're getting the restorative needs met. Um, ibuprofen, we do that too, like anti-inflammatory before treatment. If we know it's going to be a little bit long or, you know, if there's going to be anesthetic that's uh, just going to be uncomfortable later on. Um, we, <laughs> we offer shaded glasses, but it's not optional. <laughs> so, you know, for safety of the patient, we don't want to drop anything on your eyeballs. So here's your glasses. Uh, there's, you know, there's a bunch of things. A lot of offices offer different things. Like I used to work at this office that had lemon scented wet naps. So basically they were like these disposable napkins. I'm sure some of you guys use them. He heated them up in the microwave, and then the patient at the end of the appointment could wipe their face, kind of like on an airplane. It's pretty amazing if you're in first class, which everybody who's doing anything on any patient should always treat that patient like first class. So I don't do a lot of sedation patients uh, as far as IV or oral, uh, but I do work with nitrous patients. I want to emphasize, guys, this is a great... Uh, tool to have in your bag of tricks. Uh, nitrous has been around for a very long time. Lots of dentists have been using it. Finally, we figured out, you know, what, 30 years ago, how to use it right. Make sure you uh, dilute it with oxygen at the same time so that you don't, you know, pass out and die. Um, but what I want to emphasize is the importance of that consent form, guys. Before that patient lays back, I need that consent form signed. Like with my office, we have a sobriety test almost. So I have like a before and after. And so they have to trace the line and then give me a Jane Hancock. And, uh, and I do this before I put them on the oxygen. Always do a five-minute pre-purge, five-minute post-purge. But it's just, it's really important, guys, because I know that we're getting busy and uh, things get lost. But I'm telling you, this, this appointment that you've got, you have these checklists that need to get done in order to follow the rules and to be efficient before the doctor comes in. So if you get a script down and you hone in on your skills and you make it efficient, all of these things will happen and nothing will get skipped. Do not ask a patient to sign something laying down, okay? Here's what happens. You get in a tizzy, maybe you're running behind and like you're trying to catch up on time. You lay them down, you get the Netflix on, you're like, oh, poop, I didn't get them to sign my consent form. And so then you just hand them like a clipboard and a pen and you make them right upside down. And that's just, come on, really? That's not very first class. <laughs> so sit them up. If you get your script down right and you, you get the ebb and flow perfect, you won't have to worry about like playing catch up or, or missing anything like that. Now it's time for the procedure. You got the patient comfortable. Everything's go for takeoff. You go to place your topical, guys. I don't know about you, but I really like the uh, the topicals that are compounds um, versus like the traditional topicals, like the 20% benzocaine from, you know, one of the sales reps. Uh, but, you know, either way, when you go to place your topical, make sure that you know where that dentist is going to be doing their injection. <laughs> I've seen so many dental assistants that put topical nowhere near where the actual injection site is because they never paid attention. They never watched the dentist give the injection, knowing where, you know, because after a while you see the pattern, like you know exactly where they need to go. So make sure you pay attention to where that injection is going to go for that particular quadrant or tooth.
Here's the deal. When you apply that topical with like a cotton tip, don't rub it in because you can actually abrade that tissue. So just do a nice little dab, put it on there, put it right on the spot. Make sure you grab a two by two and just put it up there or just tuck it around in the vestibule because this will keep a lot of that excess topical from flowing down their throat. So it was a block, right? So you gave the patient a block anesthetic. What do you do next? You have two options, okay? So if this patient um, is going to take a little while to get numb, offer them to sit up slightly. Say they're watching the monitor. Have them sit up slightly because here's the deal. Your feet need blood too. <laughs> uh, I see so many assistants where they just leave the patient. They walk out of the room. They don't check on them, you know, until you know, the doctor's like, hey, are they, do they have lip signs? And you're like, oh, crap, I don't know. Do they have lip signs? So then you go in. But make sure you're on top of it so that their schedule flows nicely. Offer them, if they're not watching any um, monitors or anything like that, I don't know, everybody's got all kinds of different stuff now, like AR and wild <laughs> things, but give them the opportunity to sit up. Don't make them lay backwards while they're getting numb, at least without asking their permission. Some of them are totally cool with that. Like some of them will want to lay down, uh, just kind of zone out. I turn the lights off. I'm like, dude, go to your happy place. Let's get ready. You know, we can't do anything until you're properly numbed. Um, but make sure you offer it. Don't let them lay there. And here's another thing, guys. Seriously, don't put that patient in the interrogation room the entire appointment. <laughs> and I mean this by, like, let's say you use overhead light, right? They get numb, and then the dentist walks away, and you walk away. And that patient didn't, A, get offered to sit up, B, they're under this lamp for X amount of time. It doesn't have to be that way. Make sure you turn your overhead light off every time, guys. Because if you're laying in that chair and nobody's working on you, that light doesn't need to be on you. So here we go. Let's talk rubber dam. <laughs> Everybody knows this could happen, right? Patient is getting work on, say, number three, right? And uh, they're totally numb. You're looking at the schedule. You know that this is about the time where the dentist should be coming in and prepping this tooth. Let me be a Jane Gitter, Joe, John Gitter, <laughs> you know, Jane or Joe John, um, and put the rubber dam on. And then you go and you buzz the dentist and you tell him, okay, we're ready for action in op four. And the dentist is like, what? I am in the middle of a comp exam. Like, it's going to be like 10 minutes. What do you do? You have the option of notifying that patient, guys. Hey, Doc got caught up a little bit. She's or She or he isn't ready just yet. Let's, um, I'm going to give you an option. We, we can take this rubber dam off. I apologize. Like, I, I don't want to keep you in it until I see the whites of their eyes. Um, if they're comfortable, say it's like a, a rubber dam that's more forward and it's not impeding their swallow and they're sitting up slightly. If they want to stay in it, awesome. If they don't, take it off. <laughs> Nobody wants to be in that rubber dam longer than they have to be. So I have been doing this almost 20 years and it still happens to me. You can never guess exactly when you're going to see the whites of the doctor's eyes to get that rubber dam on. And the better you get at the rubber dam, the easier this option is going to be to take it off and put it back on. So the dam's on, the doctor's in, you guys are working, right? Make sure that you tell the patient beforehand that 
there's a universal sign for I'm filling up with spit. <laughs> Some people do act like spit is toxic once they become into your dental office. I get that. And some of them truly like have a hard time swallowing with the rubber dam on. Here's the deal. You tell them, hey, feel free to raise your left hand if you're filling up with saliva and I can bring the saliva ejector in. I'll figure out a way around this dam because I don't want you to drown. <laughs> I made a post about this once where dental assistants save lives because we're certified lifeguards. We save people from drowning. I know it was cheesy, but it was funny. Uh, but here's the thing. You can even say, hey, gurgle. <laughs> That's a universal sign. I just want to make sure that you don't get lost in the procedure and then forget that there's a patient attached to it. And they're, you know, you go to take this dam off and they're literally full to the brim of saliva. And they never once told you because you didn't give them the signal. <laughs> you didn't tell them, hey, it's okay if you feel like you're drowning. I will save you. <laughs> so just, you know, lay that law, law out before you guys even start so that they know that they have a source of relief if they need it. Now, this little pearl is for those that do same-day crowns. So we all know that after the final margination is done, you're going to need to scan, design, and mill, right? This could be, and I tell people, 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 <laughs> I tell my patients that, uh, you know, there's going to be like a minimum of 20 minutes from the time that I scan to the time that we do our initial try-in, okay? Give them the opportunity to move about the cabin, turn the seatbelt sign off, let them use a the restroom, let them handle something at the front desk. I know I've talked about this before, but I think it's really crucial that you give them an opportunity to move about the cabin. And, you know, we even go above and beyond at our place. We just, you know, if, if it's been a really long procedure, say you're doing like full mouth restorations on the whole arch, um, and they finally have the opportunity to move around, offer them, you know, here, would you like some crackers? I know you're pretty numb. Or I, I know with us, we like to make sure that their blood sugar's good so we can offer some juice. Um, one of the girls even makes uh, like these fruit smoothies. You know, that, that they these nice big thick straws so they can sit there, watch their Netflix while we're doing the behind the scenes stuff or read a magazine while they drink their <laughs> smoothie. It's just, it's one of those little things, the little details that make a big difference, guys. Make sure that your patient is well informed. You're their advocate. Give them the opportunity to stretch their legs. Don't make them sit there laying down with the light in their face. So everything's done, you're getting ready for checkout, you do your pre-flight and you do your post-flight, right? So what I want you to do is when you set that patient up, you make sure their bike's good, you make sure that they don't have any catches. You know, sometimes when you're working on fillings, bonding agent, especially if you're using a rubber dam, likes to share itself. I mean, it literally will follow any nook and cranny and a lot of times you can't see it. So you have the patient, if they can, take a tour around their mouth. Is there anything sharp, anything rough? Let me know. Don't let that patient walk out, be at the checkout, and then tell the front desk, oh, this is just so rough, I don't, I don't know why it's so rough. Don't let that happen, because what does that do? It puts you in a pickle. You've already got the room half tore down, and you're ready to set up for your next patient. So make sure you always ask, how does your bite feel? How does everything feel in there? Is it nice and smooth and even? Uh, okay, <laughs> this could be like a 15-part series. <laughs> I know I skipped over a bunch of stuff, guys, but... The, the basic premise of this podcast is talking about the little details. 
the things that make you stand out in a crowd as far as Rockstar Assistant goes. Okay, one last thing. I know I skipped a bunch of stuff, but this one's really important, guys. Reviews. <laughs> Everybody knows that dental offices are run off of reviews now, right? So you ask the patient before you check them out, hey, if you enjoyed your appointment today, given what it was, I would love for other people to hear about it. Here is, I'm going to have one of the girls send you a link. Uh, if you would, we'd love to have a review um, just to you know let the world know that we're here because there's a lot of people out there that are hesitant to get dental treatment because they don't they don't know what the outcome is going to be. They don't know what dentist to pick. Ask for the review. And it, and if you ask for it and then they go to checkout and then they reiterate like the, the secondary checkout where what the girl at the front desk says, hey, our boy <laughs> at the front desk says, okay, I understand, you know, uh, Rhonda mentioned that maybe you'd be interested in a review. And at that point, they're like, well, yeah, they've heard it twice. So just really reiterate if you are on top of your game, you give them first-class treatment, and then you ask for a review, most likely you're going to get that. So guys, be on top of your game. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Bring more people in like them because you love people. <laughs> and you want more people. Who doesn't want more people? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars, where we're banding together as a dental assisting tribe to do better and be better. As always, DA Rockstars has a Facebook page. If you guys want to go ahead and like it, you can shoot me a message. If you want to be on the podcast or you have some tips, tricks, and pearls of your own, let's share them. Let's band together. Because there's a lot of things that I do that I think are rockstar. But man, I can tell you, I've seen some pretty amazing things in my career of other dental assistants. And we want to share. This is how we grow, guys. So we are part of the movement where we are bringing each other up instead of down. But until next time, keep on suctioning.